This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Oh, I'm still buzzing. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Gouda Talk. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News Show. The day after Arsenal have, of course, won the North London Derby with absolute ease. <laughs> I've never slept so soundly in an evening. It was bliss. It was absolute bliss last night to just lay there stress-free, you know, just excited in anticipation for the next game. It's rare this season, especially at the beginning of the campaign anyway, that we've had this kind of, you know, this euphoria, this anticipation, just to want the need to see Arsenal again. And, you know, no European football, which would have brought it sooner, maybe, could be a little bit of a blessing in disguise for us today. We will wait and see. We're going to get plenty of your thoughts, your theories, your comments and your queries in the chat box towards the end of the show. But this is, of course, the show in which we go through all the latest Arsenal news every single day at 8 a.m. UK time. So if you are indeed new to the channel, please do drop a like on the video. Even if you're not new, to be fair, you can do that. But if you are new, what you can do is subscribe to the channel and obviously show your support by also becoming a member and helping support the channel as well. And you can join our Discord server as well and join the community who were buzzing. Although I do have a message for one of our Discord server members, Daniel Robert. Where are you, mate? You've gone very quiet. You've gone very quiet. Fantasy football not falling your way this weekend. Abamyang up front. Abamyang up front. I tell you what, people were buzzing. I hear that there are Arsenal fans in our fantasy league that were buzzing when Spurs scored because it ruined Tierney's and Ben White's clean sheet points. That's all I'll say. All I will say. Let's crack on. If you want to join our fantasy league, by the way, link is at the bottom of today's 
description. Um, let's go on with today's news. Of course, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the Arsenal Way, another channel in which I'm very much involved in for my job, in which you can uh, get lots of latest Arsenal information. I'm going to be having a chat with Chris Wheatley and Kaya Kainak a little bit later on today. There'll be a tactical breakdown of the, well, a tactical analysis of the uh, of the Spurs match, as well as, long as uh, along with every day, Monday to Friday, 9.30am, the Arsenal Agenda Show. So make sure if you haven't already, please do subscribe to the channel. Channel. Now, we start with even more good news for Arsenal as Arsenal women's uh, won 5-0 against Manchester City to go top of the WSL after three games, three matches, three wins. There's only another side that's got three games and three wins, and that's Tottenham Hotspur. Arsenal will play against Tottenham on the 14th, I believe, of November. They play against Man United on my birthday on the 21st, so it's a, a tough couple of weeks that. Uh, for the ladies, but absolutely smashed it yesterday. Amazing result. Congratulations to them. An amazing day for Arsenal overall, which included a weekend in which Arsenal's under-23s went to Manchester City, uh, who are the favourites for the under-23s title, and drew 2-2 as well. So some really good results. Uh, Salah Adin scored an amazing long-range strike from outside the box. If you haven't seen it yet, please do go and have a look. It's on the Arsenal Academy page. Joe Lopez, Spanish young left-back we got from Barcelona, also getting on the score sheet straight from kickoff, which is an amazing move and does go to show you kind of the way that we're bringing through um, that style of play. I know I've been saying it for a while, but I am really hoping to get the the report for the youth, the first one, the first real one of the season out this weekend, So, or rather this week. So make sure you are subscribed to get that. Uh, we are approaching the end of the month, which does mean more reports from, of course, plenty of our loan players too. But yesterday was such a good day for the team. Now, there have been doubts. There have been questions about the togetherness of the side. There's been questions about whether or not Arteta had lost the dressing room. Well, can anyone describe to me this picture in any way other than a dressing room that is fully behind their manager at a performance yesterday, which was anything other than a massive, just congregated, united front of Arsenal and support for the manager. And some of his comments actually definitely revealed that he himself knows this now, which was really good. But some of the reaction uh, to the game was also really great. I want to go through some of the reaction of it. Uh, Emil Smith-Rowe tweeting, best day of my life. I mean, how great is that? That you've got these Hale End Academy graduates that know. They just get it. They just understand what this derby is about. And Smithrow, Saka scoring, Saka saying that him and Smithrow speaking about scoring over breakfast. And I just love how much people are in the muds. There are a lot of people that are in the muds about this. And I'm enjoying every single second of it. Smithrow doesn't score, scores. Saka doesn't score enough, scores. Both of them assist each other. Uh, well, not each other. Smithrow set up a Bamiang, of course, but unbelievable um, performance from those two. And uh, Saka saying it is the best day of his life, just tops it off. That little bit more. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, Nuno Espirito Santo, uh, Spurs' uh, fateful manager, who I had very, very high reservations about when he signed. I remember when he was announced, we did a couple of shows talking about this, and I was like, mm, you know, they wanted an attacking manager, and they went and brought in one of the least attacking managers in the league. Yes, when he was at Valencia, he had more of a free-flowing 
offensive style team, but not in the Premier League. Wolves were not that really under his game. Yes, they had the capacity to hit teams on the counter, but that back three that they tended to play was quite defensive. So when they beat Manchester City and they went in a couple of runs of wins, I was getting a little bit like, hmm, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe this does turn out to make me look a little bit silly. But Crystal Palace, Chelsea, and now Arsenal. And of course, they've got their UEFA conference games. Uh, they drew 2-2 to Wren uh, in their game there as well. It's not looking good. And I would be, along with, I think, Ralph Hassenhutl, be putting Nuno along and Daniel Farker maybe as kind of the favourites to get the sack at the start of the season, which considering they've only just given him a contract, is going to cost them a fair chunk of money. And there's not that many coaches out there, bar the obvious Antonio Conte, who has already turned down Spurs, that would really make a difference. So intriguing. Uh, maybe they have to go to their 10th choice manager. Mikel Arteta, I love this quote. This quote is is so good because it, talks about the players it talks about himself which he's needed to do because a lot of the time Arteta deflects the attention away from himself and puts a lot of praise on the players puts a lot of praise on the fans and doesn't really talk necessarily about him and like what he deserves and he says this is an Arsenal team that have won a game today and the manager so a lot of things that it's very related to and I'm proud of the way that we played. And I'm even more proud of the way that we were able to give something back to the fans because they really stuck behind the team. And that picture of Arteta celebrating is just so much like any of us in the pub, in your front room, in your bedroom, watching Arsenal yesterday. And I love the connection that you can have with a coach rather than one that just, you know, sits and smiles and like, mm, yes, I designed this. That's what I wanted to see. That's all well and good, especially when you're winning trophies. But I do love the fact that he is very much clearly an Arsenal fan, <laughs> as well as much as, as anyone else on that ground there yesterday. It was absolutely fantastic to see the comments and for him to praise himself. Like, they've won a game. He and the team won that game. The system won the game. The tactics won the game. The players won the game. The decisions led to the victory. There was nothing. The only thing that I can really criticise was maybe getting Jack off the pitch slightly earlier so he wouldn't have got injured. But other than that, I was very, very pleased. So that was excellent. Um, now, one of the big stories of the day was, of course, the fact that Daniel Ek, uh, the prospective Arsenal owner um, who wants to buy Arsenal, of course, from the Cronkies and has had bids rejected by um, <laughs> by Arsenal for him, um, is unfortunately uh, not back. I mean, a lot of us would have liked to have seen him take over, I think, and, and would have been fine with that as a, as a possible takeover prospective uh, bidder, but that's not likely it's not realistic i still don't think there is any much hope whatsoever in the cronkies selling uh, arsenal even if say arsenal were to finish again outside of the top six i still don't think they would sell i think they very much look at this as a long-term project but he was at the game which has of course reignited that talk of a possible takeover josh cronkey was also as far as i'm aware in the stadium too um and, but the fact that Thierry Henry was with him, that he's got that kind of support of a, an Arsenal legend, and I love the fact that Henry's wearing the classic shirt as well. It's just, 
I don't think there is going to be much movement on a takeover front from anyone, let alone just Daniel Ek. Him being there, yeah, it's great. It's a story. It has something to talk about. But I just don't think um, it's really got kind of any any kind of, you know, uh, realism or likelihood to that happening. And last story before we go on to anything else is Granit Xhaka, of course, was injured yesterday in the game. The only update that we've received so far from Mikel Arteta is him basically saying that it doesn't look good. Now, I've spoken to a couple of people that have given me varying levels of feelings. Um, some people think it's an MCL injury that's been opened up that could just be a stretch of the ligament, which would only be a few weeks out. Some people believe the way it was that he fell, that Lucas Moura fell onto Xhaka, believe it could be a more serious knee injury that could see him out for up to and in excess of six months. At the moment, it's very, very vague. We don't know loads of information about it. He's going to have a scan at the club today and we'll learn more about it, I imagine, in the press conference leading up to the Brighton game, unless Arsenal, of course, release any information about Granite Xhaka's injury in the coming days. But it was a really awkward uh, fall from Lucas Moura onto the kind of the side of the leg, which caused it to buckle. Never good when a player doesn't see something coming, uh, like they didn't with Lucas Moura in that instance, like Xhaka didn't with Lucas Moura. That's always going to cause injury because you're just not tensed up and ready for that kind of impact. So because it takes you by surprise, it usually does a little bit more damage, unfortunately. So fingers crossed it's not as bad as, as it looks, but there is always the, the chance that it could be quite a, a lengthy period out for Granite Xhaka, which could, of course, affect if it does go for the better part of six months. Within three months, and just over three months, is the January transfer window, which could accelerate Arsenal's plans to move for a central midfielder, especially when you consider that we've got the African Cup of Nations, I would be shocked if Arsenal didn't go into the market, at least for a loan, or if they didn't recall, say, Miguel Aziz from Portsmouth, who I went to Charlton the other day, mainly because my other half is a Charlton fan. It was coincidental that they were playing Portsmouth, and of course, Miguel Aziz was was there, but he didn't play and hasn't played for the last couple of games or so, and I'm probably going to be writing something up about that for FL this week. But it doesn't look great from a depth perspective in the midfield. What is helpful is if Arteta can perfect this 3-4-3 formation. If he can perfect the 3-4-3 formation using just one deep midfielder, then you've got more scope. Then you can play a Lukonga there when Partey's gone, or you can play a Maitland-Niles or an Elneny or whatever. But I think if if Xhaka is going to be out for six-plus months, say it like rules him out for the season... I think you have to look at bringing someone in. You have to look at being a bit smart in the market and seeing who's available and who you can go and get. We'll wait and see what the diagnosis is. Um, I'll be looking forward to speaking to a number of experts, probably on the Arsenal way, like we, we did with Thomas Partey's injury. So make sure that you get that content over there as well. Right, we move on to the final part of today's show, which is, of course, as always, the section where you can ask your questions and get your thoughts and theories and queries and questions uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's a lot of words very quickly, but that's right. Into the chat. So if you do have any of those, do throw them in. And if you haven't already, please do drop a push onto that thumbs up and drop a like on the video. Would massively, massively appreciate it. So please do. Let's jump in and go to Henrik, who says, Morning, Tom. What a wonderful win last night. It's crazy that Arsenal got a player like Partey in the midfield. He is so good. If he goes to that injuries the rest of the season, is top six possible? 
Absolutely. Partey is our, in my opinion, most important player. He's our best player. He is the best player that we have in the team. He is that good. I love Thomas Partey. His ability to find players with certain passes is just unrivaled. His vision, his recovery pace, his coverage of the pitch, his, rec- his just recoveries in general, his tackling power, his strength, his ability to kind of, you know, you know the Kante effect where it's like you've got more than one player on the pitch. Partey's kind of got a bit of that about him and he's going to be crucial if Arsenal want to get into that top six for the end of the season <laughs> top two says step one two i think you're probably thinking a little bit too far ahead there billy says do you think yesterday's lineup is the strongest lineup we have possibly so the only way that you could maybe improve it is if you consider playing the four three three and moving someone else like a smith row deeper and bringing in a martinelli or bringing in a lacazette and putting a bamyang into a wider position maybe that would be stronger against some of the lower teams down the league, but it worked and it was great and that's fantastic. Uh, Alvi says, in, Mar- in Mikel Arteta's interview with Sky before the match with Kaveh Solico, uh, he says that we needed to suffer in the start of the season to make us stronger. What do you think of the statement? I mean, when he's saying that, he's not saying like we lost on purpose. What he's saying is, is that obviously we had a lot of players out injured. We weren't playing particularly well. There were players that were burnt out still from the previous season and from the summer involvements in summer tournaments. And they suffered. And maybe the impact of that suffrage um, that they experienced, suffering, not suffrage, (laughs) that suffering that they experienced um, has built character, has built something mentally inside them that's allowed them to push on. They now are a bit galvanised. They've got something to fight for. They want to pay it back to the supporters it's tough to know um but i think that's probably what he meant i don't think there's anything sinister about that kind of comment it's a positive one if anything um marcus says is this the transfer show go for kane now his value will be lower now yet he's still got an assist um no thank you uh i know it sounds really silly um does it sound silly to say no thank you to kane right now you look at him now he doesn't look like a £150 million player, and that's how much he would cost you. So I don't think I'd spend £150 million on Kane, to be honest. I'd go out and buy Holland <laughs> for that kind of money. I wouldn't be going anywhere near Harry Kane, that's for sure. I think that Chelsea made the absolute right choice in going for Lukaku over, say, a Kane. But Manchester City probably will go for a Holland in the summer. We'll see. I saw I said, changing room photos, a worrying trend after a passionate game or warranted after early season disaster. I think it's absolutely warranted. I think it's absolutely warranted. How anyone can say that it's embarrassing, that it's a worry, get in the bin, quite frankly. <laughs> like, Just get seriously, cheer up. What's wrong with you? Every one of us were, was excited and buzzing about that victory, and we should enjoy it. If you can't celebrate your wins, what are you going to celebrate? What are you going to build upon? What are you going to build momentum with? I don't get it. I don't get it when you get the miserable old pundits telling us to, oh, back in my day, we didn't take photos. Winning is a, is the job. No, I'm sorry, but just no. Like It's a different vibe. It's a different period. It's a different time. Your theories and tactics don't work in 2021. Enjoy a win. Take your photos. Build up your mental health. Build up your momentum. All of that is needed. I just don't buy into that rubbish. It's ridiculous to suggest that people shouldn't celebrate a victory. I really don't get it. Uh, Paul says, is Arteta being shown to be a good judge of players? He pushed hard for Partey 
Well, actually, ironically, he was more in the Awar camp. It was Edu that was there's more on the Partey train, and I give Edu more of the credit for the Partey deal. But for Ramsdale, for Wyatt, for Tommy Asu, uh, for Martin Erdegaard, <clears throat> he was very much the protagonist in trying to get those deals done. Edu was more along the lines of Tavares and Lukonga. But, I mean, Arteta wanted Ramsdale, Edu wanted Neto, Arteta wanted Erdegaard, there were talks of Madison, etc. I mean, how many... Has James Madison got any goals or assists this season? Um, just have a look. Have a look. Oh, I don't actually know. Has he got any goals? No, he doesn't. He's played eight games, zero goals, zero assists. Oh, uh, £70 million. Pounds. <laughs> that would have been worth it. £70 million. Pounds. No, thank you. No, thank you. I'm fine. I'm taking I'm taking Martin Erdegaard all day long. Thank you very much. Uh, Ian says, is it possible that talent and pure enthusiasm and magic connection with fans make a player undroppable like Ramsdale? I mean, Ramsdale's performances, Ian, are making him undroppable. The, the connection and the passion and the enthusiasm that he has with the supporters is, is just a bonus. It's an absolute bonus for us. I wouldn't be using anything like those lines to turn around and say, look, I don't think that it's his performances that are keeping him in the team. It's the social side. He's been excellent. His distribution is great. Bar one pass, which ironically led to a goal because Xhaka managed to get a tackle in on Pyramid Schuyberg yesterday. Um, other than that, he was spot on once again. Simple as. Uh, Bingo says, Tom, you're now in the top 10 of the TGT FPL League. Time for a little TGT FPL update segment going forward when I'm doing well. <laughs> I mean, if I have a look at the Fantasy Premier League right now, I have a look at it. Uh, Fantasy Premier League leagues. Where's leagues? I can't find any. I think we're going to have to leave it at some point for maybe one of our more, what they're called, our Let's Talk Arsenal shows because I can't find the league right now, which is annoying because I'd, I'd love to show you the Fantasy Premier League table. <laughs> you're only seeing when you're winning is coming into my mind right now that's for sure yeah we'll do it at a different date but i know that i'm doing all right this season <laughs> oh he's here <laughs> sorry daddy boy sorry daddy boy ggtv for you says good morning tom arsenal deserve every bit of that celebration get in the bin indeed whoever thinks otherwise john uh says the first half was the single greatest release of pent-up nerves and fragile psyche I've ever experienced as an Arsenal fan watching since 1990. Maybe the pandemic had something to do with it. You know, it's, yeah, exhale, just to breathe it in, breathe out. Is I think for all that pent-up frustration that we've experienced, that was so necessary. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Um, Jermaine says, Tom, in this system, do you think we should play? We could. Yeah, of course we could, but I don't think we should. Uh, Game Boy says, thoughts of Aurelian Tuchemeni as a possible midfield target for January, I think that he'll be looking for a, a Champions League club rather than Arsenal right now. That's the problem that we face, is that we've got to convince players to join and convince them that there's a project. Now, if you think about where we are right now, I think we're, we're 10th in the league, four points off top four. <clears throat> so if you think about it like that, if you can be by January in and around that top four, then you can sell a project. Then you can sell something. If you're where we were last season, which was, I think, what, 16th in the table at Boxing Day? That's not okay. That's not good enough. And so, therefore, you're not going to be able to convince anyone to join, are you? So it depends completely 
where we are. We can finish top six, says Ronit. Karma Monday, says Jeff. Will Arteta have any money to spend in January? Depends on outgoings, I imagine. My prediction was I don't think we'd bring anyone in. I think we'd only sell players or loan players, but it depends massively on who we sell, um, depending on who we bring in, if you know what I mean. Steph says, hey, Tom, uh, if we can play like that, we can try to achieve the fourth place spot. I don't know why people are scared or think United is a threat. You can give uh, Oli PSG and he would struggle. Let's take things game by game. It's not Oli I'm scared of, it's Ronaldo. <laughs> I'm not scared of Oli. I'm scared of Ronaldo. But I tell you what, United are far from a team that people think they are. Describing them as the fourth, one of the one of the top four teams, not just in the league but in the world, is fanciful. It's frankly ridiculous, and the results this season have proven that. Bayern Munich are far and away a better side than Manchester United. So we even suggest that Man United, even Real Madrid, at this point, like Man United, just signed some very good players but it's not working and they don't have the coach for it. So they're nowhere near a top four world position. It's just just not true. Historically, sure. Presently, nowhere near it, mate. Let's, you know, get off your, your high horses because you haven't reached that level yet at all. Anyway, we are going to wrap things up there. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you're not done with uh, TC content this morning, you can head over to the Arsenal way for the 9.30 a.m. Arsenal agenda. I'll be joined by Chris Davison, and Jake Stokes on the channel to have a more of a breakdown of yesterday's game. I'll also be having a chat with Chris Wheatley and Kaya Kainak over on the Arsenal way as well a little bit later on today. Then this evening, there should be a podcast for you guys to enjoy it over on, of course, here. And then I'll be joining at 8pm, uh, Lev, Shaheen and Mo on the Arsenal Lounge. So make sure you do tune in for all of the content that is coming your way on a very busy, hectic and enjoyable Monday afternoon and evening see you soon guys have a fantastic day drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here and as always up the arsenal it's the 90 plus minute all your mates around and you've got a mcnuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfection order now on the mcdonald's app for your mc delivery you in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.